0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 92 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and I am with in the studio my good friend, Josh Harrell, our media pastor. Hey, Josh, how's it going?
1: Hey, Shannon, it's going pretty good. How about you? Oh, you're Um,
0: mixing it up. Well, I said in the studio, too, so... uh, uh,
1: You know, everybody needs a good remix. You gotta catch
0: people off guard.
1: Everything good needs a remix. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wiki, wiki. Yeah, that's what we all need. Is we need a fifty-two-year-old woman going wiki, wiki.
1: <laughs> At least she didn't go like boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Um. So, uh, yeah, I asked you how you're doing. You're doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing good. Okay, it's a good Tuesday. It is. It is. I am. I. I don't. Yeah. I. I played pickleball this morning. Yeah. For the very first time. And. Uh, I really like it. You know, I played tennis, as, yeah. you know, as for a long time, for most much of my life. So, um I really like it and it's great exercise. So, and I'm trying to be healthier. So, um yeah, I, I might be drinking the pickleball Kool-Aid. It's
1: better than other Kool-Aid you could be drinking.
0: Well, I was thinking I could drink pickle juice, which I do like, and I will drink it. So, I
1: used to drink pickle juice mixed with lemon-lime Gatorade.
0: Really? Um have you ever had a pickle sickle? Yes. <laughs> Um, My sister, in the summer, she's a a school teacher. Yeah. Uh, There's um, a neighborhood pool that she manages, and, like, I mean, it's all their friends and all their people, but she's, like, the manager of it every summer, and they have a little snack bar, and they sell Pickle Sickles, Mm. and it's, I mean, they also sell pickles, but then they started freezing the pickle juice and putting a Popsicle stick in it.
1: You can buy pickle juice Popsicles. What? You know, like, the ones that, like, cut your corners of your mouth, they make them with pickle juice in them now. (laughs) Oh. Like, that's awesome. We would have them at like concession stands and swim meats no, so would sell them. I yeah. didn't
0: know that was a thing. I uh-huh. just had like my first one a couple of years ago.
1: And drinking pickle juice is good for like it is muscle like cramps. cramps.
0: Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. probably be drinking some later actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm already hurting.
1: So being as competitive as you are
0: I am yes uh-huh.
1: how was it playing a game you'd never played before
0: um I called myself I call myself Clark when I'm you know like scolding myself so yep. there was a lot of Clark's and fiddlesticks is my one of my things I say I mean I'm not screaming on the court like John McEnroe. if you don't know who that is just google him um, but um, yeah it was there's a the other the thing is is right now the courts out at Mackey Park they're not permanently lined so they have to come out and chalk the lines. Really? Yeah, Um. they 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 have plans to build like actual just pickleball courts. Oh, okay. So I'm so used to those white lines of tennis that in some of the angled shots I would hit wide because it's it's narrower than a tennis court so. Uh, okay. Um so yeah, it was a little I was kind of frustrated with myself, but all in all I I felt pretty good about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, ty- I'm going to sleep good tonight. Yeah. And then I'm going to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, oh my god, I'm an old woman.
1: And then your worst day is going to be Thursday. Well, I'm
0: going back out Thursday morning. So hopefully I'll just work that out. So Ooh,
1: you, so you need to do something tomorrow.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> to make sure that you can
1: move on Thursday. Right.
0: I know. I know. It's that, 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 uh, 24 or 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, So, I'm told that there was an inquiry about our episode last week. Yeah. Yeah, what was it?
1: So, we need to know how you like your hedge trimmer.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And
1: would you recommend it?
0: I totally would recommend it. Um, If you're wanting to cut down, like, larger limbs, it's not the best. But I did take a whack at it with it a couple of times and was able to. Um, But I really liked it. It's WORX, W-O-R-X. They're not a sponsor, but, you know, hey.
1: Not yet. Um,
0: But I liked it so much that I turned right around and ordered their um, leaf blower. Oh, nice. Um, Because the one we have is gas-powered, and it works, but um, it sometimes leaks. Uh, Drew has this propensity to, no matter what he's doing, if it involves gasoline, it's going to end up on him. And then he comes in the house, and I'm like, no, you got to go outside. Yeah, I, I, I
1: think that is a thing with gasoline, like... Even when I just go get nope, gas for I, George, no, I still get gas on myself. No,
0: I, I, I don't know. It must be a sickness because that's like... But anyway, so it's, I it's decided... It's like you getting stuff on
1: your shirt. Right, I'm going to get gasoline on me.
0: Right, right, right. There you go. Yeah, so I went and bought a leaf blower and used it yesterday. And, and this one works, huh? It works great, yeah. Works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, so yeah, so long hair supplies update. Uh, weed eater, check. Yep. Edge trimmer, check. Mm-hmm. Leaf blower check. So no. I don't know what's next. Maybe tree. Have you bought a pre-
1: have you bought a pressure washer? Those are really fun. Oh yeah. Fun.
0: Uh yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I've had one for about a year and I love it.
1: I have electric powered pressure washer. It's mm. really fun. I like. It. But yeah. See, the yeah. Problem, mine's, mine's electric as well. The problem is, is it's fun to play with. Uh-huh. It's not really fun to actually clean anything. Oh, with. now
0: see, when I'm really kind of stressed out or you know got a lot on my mind, pressure washing is really good for me because I can think. But it's also very detailed, and I like to see that progress. And, yeah. Oh yeah, it's now. It's up there.
1: I'll, I'll take it to an ant hill all day, mm-hmm. but like when I or like making patterns on the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> you ants. Yeah. But when it's actually Writing time words. to clean the driveway, yeah. it's like, dang, I'm over this already. <laughs> or I've used all the soap. to yeah, draw yeah. pictures.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, we are adults. Yes, that's for sure. I still uh, clean it. That's it, the adult part. That's right. Were there any other inquiries about uh, last week's episode? We talked about christening and infant baptism, and well, all that. Oh,
1: there was one yeah. uh, comment about how infant baptism and christening also brings <laughs> in this uh, institution of a godparent. Yes, that, yes, yes, that yes. I have. If I have godparents,
0: you don't. They know are
1: doing it. the really good thing of <laughs> we'll be we'll watch from afar. <laughs> and never interact with you sure
0: sure yeah yeah i don't think godparents were really a thing in in more of the baptist um side of it all but uh so growing up catholic mm-hmm. uh, i was baptized as an infant or christened as an infant um and um my aunt my mom's brother and sister were my godparents so um and my aunt couldn't be there we i was born in california uh, my aunt was in oklahoma so she couldn't make it out there but my uncle was stationed in san diego and he was able to come up my uncle bob and my mm-hmm. aunt becky um <laughs> and they are my godparents so i still call bob my godfather mm. um just because i mean just um he used to be a smoker he was also a firefighter and a fire chief, so it's kind of funny. So one year I bought him a um, Zippo lighter. Yeah. cool, like oh, silver yeah, the ones flip- that you see in all the movies. Yeah. And I had it engraved, and it was like to my godfather. You oh, know? that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So it really probably wasn't good to encourage him to smoke, no. but, you know, yeah. whatever. It was, it was a deal. Um, <clears throat> you,
1: don't, you don't smoke, and you carry lighters in your purse.
0: <laughs> I do. Sometimes I will have a lighter in my purse because I will burn the fringe on, like, the stage if mm-hmm. there's a hair or a chair or something. Yeah, and you never know. Candles, you just never know.
1: I always have a lighter in my truck too. Yeah, like yeah, like I'm always walking around. With, like I always have a pocket knife with me, mm-hmm. but I always have a lighter in reach as well. And, yeah, and I don't smoke either. You're like MacGyver. I mean,
0: like you're ready for the apocalypse. Well, start a fire.
1: You never yeah. know when you need to cut something or burn <laughs> something. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to say, you never know when you need to cut somebody or burn somebody, and that's a whole, that's a problem. That's a and we different need to issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, I had godparents. Um, when Mallory, when we did her infant baptism, um, I we had our friends Andrew and Laura Crook as her godparents. Okay. So, and she still, she calls, Laura calls herself Mallory's fairy godmother. So. Oh, okay. Um, do they really have any official, no, but. Well, uh,
1: look. I guess the next question would be for someone that doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. a godparent or anything mm-hmm. like that, what is the actual, like, mm-hmm. when it was originally established, what was no. a godparent supposed to do?
0: Um, to be a spiritual influence in that person's life, that child's life. Um, in some cases, it would depend, and I'm totally going off the cuff here. Yeah, I, that's fair. I didn't, I didn't wicket this or anything. Wicked wicket, <laughs> pedia. Uh, I didn't do that. Um, but... uh You know, they might have in some cases way back when they might have been, you know, if something happened to the parents, you know, when there was no legal stuff with all that. Um, But by and large, the intention of it and the name tells it Mm -hmm. is that they were to be a godly influence on that child, Um, maybe in the absence of the parent or along with you know, kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, and, and, you know, like a lot of things, it just, it becomes a tradition. And I think in some cases, uh, maybe in the Catholic Church, maybe in you know, Episcopalian, I don't know, um, maybe in certain regions or how their tradition is, there might be much more involvement of a godparent or a role for the godparent. I know that there's liturgy for mm-hmm. the godparents. Um, there isn't, I'm pretty sure, in the UMC, so we just kind of said that. Um, but I think it kind of depends on the place and, you know, I would even say the country in some cases, yeah. you know, the role of the godparents. Um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question you at did. all. did. Yeah. I mean,
1: I know nothing, so.
0: Yeah, I know nothing. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what where are, where are we going to talk about today?
1: uh you know me know nothing kind of relates to <laughs> biblical literacy
0: Ooh, biblical literacy um or maybe better put biblical illiteracy because yes. it's like we don't we don't know what's going on and this has been a topic that's come up in different conversations just of late but uh you know i've Whenever we talk and we're like, "Oh, that's another episode for another Mm -hmm. time," I've been trying to keep a list of that, Uh and biblical literacy was one on the list. So I was like, "Hey, let let's go there. Let's go there." Um. So, and I would say to maybe zero in a little bit more when we talk about how well we know the Bible. I think the the real direction I would like to go in is is technology making us more biblically illiterate. Mm-hmm. Is the access to technology making us less literate in the scriptures? And so I wanted us to talk about that today because I think there are pros and cons without a doubt.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Without
0: a doubt. Um, so I guess maybe the first thing that we should uh, talk about, and it's more of like a yes or no, is do we agree that there is a biblical literacy Issue, just across the board.
1: When you say biblical literacy, I guess um, could you define that a little bit?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, when I think of biblical literacy, um, which is not easy to say, by the way. No, so I'm gonna keep working on that. Um, I think of someone who maybe some of the basics, even like. Do you know the books of the Bible? Do you know where those books are? Do you know the difference between what's in the New Testament and the Old Testament? Um, Do you know some scriptures, um, you know, whether you know the full address or you know, okay, in Romans it says, I think just a working, a basic working knowledge of Mm -hmm. the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and um, I'm going to, my answer to the question is, is there a problem or is there an issue with our biblical literacy, I would say um, I believe that is increasing, that there is an issue with that increasing. Yes. Um, And I would kind of point back a little bit to technology, but it's not the only culprit. No. So what would you say? Is Is there a, based on my really loose definition, do we have a biblical literacy issue?
1: Yes, because I... And this isn't a stab at any one particular... Well, you do have a pocket knife, so... Yeah, and a lighter. <laughs> so at least I can colorize it for you.
0: Watch out, you biblically illiterate people!
1: But um, when when I was a kid, I went through, like,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, the Awana program and, like, all those, like, Bible challenge Yes, and,
0: very and intentional. Very yep.
1: intentional mm-hmm. biblical literacy yep.
0: programs. Mm-hmm.
1: And... As I got older, I could even see that program that I was in softening up on biblical mm. literacy. And now I think most of those programs are gone.
0: I do know I to still functions, it, but I don't know I don't know like the that, inner workings of it, how they structure I it.
1: I haven't been around it in a while, but mm-hmm. I know biblical literacy wasn't it used to be like the main topic. Right. Like the main focus. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily anymore.
0: Okay. I know scripture memory was big, big, and yeah. and you earn like, like you'd earn like the badges, and badges
1: whatnot. and jewels and all this kind Ooh. of stuff. And if you like memorize like Romans, the entire chapter of Romans eight, mm-hmm. you got to do like this trip somewhere and like oh. all this, and you got to go to the one Olympics on your Bible knowledge.
0: Oh, were you part of the Bible Boys? No. Okay. There used to be a show on TV called the Bible Bowl, and it was the Bible boys versus the gospel girls. And the winning team got ice cream at the end. And I was like, that would be really cool. Yeah, I never did yeah. that. Okay, here's a question, though. So in Awana, growing up learning that, did it stick with you? Do you have that knowledge base?
1: Uh, because, I, you know, it's like any skill or talent mm-hmm. if, I, if you don't work <laughs> at it. Yeah, right. I mean I'm probably But the recall you know yeah, like, i can I can recall pretty well, but like mm-hmm. I have to get back in the habit right of doing it to be able to call upon those skills again,
0: right, so if someone's like turned to Jonah, you know pretty much where yeah to get yeah, yeah. like
1: yeah. i can I can geo locally find some, like
0: <laughs> yeah I can right. tell, I like, like that <laughs> like I know
1: New Testament versus Old Testament very very well, right, right, but like if you wanted me to like if you wanted me to find like. Zephaniah, or right, or what's the book in front of Zephaniah? You got to go into
0: the Ayahs and just yeah. find it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so I would have like and I, would, I don't know the answer. I, to I that couldn't something. exactly go to like Haggai or something like mm-hmm.
0: that. Mm-hmm.
1: But the fact that I know that that's a book of the Bible uh-huh. is probably saying something, in, <laughs> right? <laughs> in today's teaching of how mm-hmm. the Bible is is taught.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Because I I don't know of any. Thing that Bible literacy is a focus.
0: No, and you talk about the Iwana program with uh, growing up, and it was definitely prevalent in the Baptist churches. I mm-hmm. don't know uh, if where it went out from there, you know, if, if, uh, if other denominations specifically mm-hmm. used it, but I know it was really big, and I will say that for the last 20, 30 years, um, in the in the Methodist Church in the United Methodist Church there were a lot of people who were like we ha- we are not biblically literate this needs to change um, and that was like a, a growing concern and and you know people in seminary would say that and see that um, and so that was kind of a a hey you know it, there was a softening you know it's like yeah. there was a, a time frame where you know experience, experiencing god experiencing the spirit experiencing worship which we're still in that it was so much higher emphasis than than knowing god's word
1: right it it was like you know awana made was trying to make the bible drill cool Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. that's basically yeah that's basically what awana was it was a repackaging of that stuff Mm -hmm. and then now that stuff isn't even cool anymore to where it's now about how do I get, like it's all self-centered, how do I get more out of the faith than anything else, whether it's intentional or not.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think I have seen locally here, I've seen kind of a full circle where I see like our college students and some of our older high school students, um, young adults, who are like, no, I'm bringing my paper Bible. Like I want my paper Bible. I want to take notes. I want to have... That when we talk about technology versus mm-hmm. not, yeah. and, and and listen, if you're using your paper Bible and you're using it regularly, um, then uh, like you said, you're going to develop those skills and that mm-hmm. knowledge, and just this is where this is, and and um, I think that's something that's really important. And then you know we we've talked several times about context and taking Scripture out of context, mm-hmm. and I think again when you are reading the text, um in full the fullness of the text um it's it's uh much more uh i don't know if i don't the right word but it it doesn't seem like you find yourself going okay i'm just going to read that one sentence like i could pull up on an app you know or google or whatever a certain one verse and i could read it Mm -hmm. well i'm not I'm not reading the full text. I'm we not put reading one verse text. up on the
1: screen, and then that's all. And if yeah. that's all you have, then that's all you see. Yeah, yeah. Whereas sure. when I was a, I'm going to say as a high school student, not a grown up sitting in the church that I work at, mm-hmm. um, when I use my paper Bible, I'm more apt to read the entire scripture. Mm-hmm. That the preacher is preaching out of yeah oh yeah then necessarily oh, yeah. pay attention. Yeah. Kind of zone
0: out yeah, yeah.
1: like I'll just sit there and read the whole chapter while he's pre- mm-hmm. while they're preaching on it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah like
1: that's my tendency.
0: Well, so here's a here's a, a report by the Barner group and the American Bible Society. A majority of us adults say they consider themselves highly moderately or somewhat knowledgeable of the Bible. So a majority of adults say this, but less than half of that same group, were able to name the first 5 books of the Bible and fewer knew that John the Baptist was not one of the 12 disciples. He wasn't? No. I'm kidding. I know. I know you know. So, you know, those kind of that that um that kind of shows that there is a biblical literacy problem. Um, and so the question I, I want to pose is uh, where does technology have a part to play in that? Because only because that's been a, a topic I've had in, we had it in staff meeting yesterday. I had it in my, uh, in our community group that meets on uh, Sunday night. We just had this conversation. Um, so s- some experts believe that the decline in biblical literacy is because of the way that. We as Americans view the Bible, and technology is a factor that you just can't exclude from that. So here's here's some more information. Uh, Bible Gateway, it, it came on the scene in 1993, so when the World Wide Web was really getting going. And I, by the way, I love Bible Gateway. Oh, I use it all the time. It is my go-to. I can look at several um, different versions, and it's, it's just fantastic. I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, so when Bible Gateway came on in 1993... Um, Free online deal Hundreds of Bible search And study websites Of course have popped up since then Um, There's now more than 1,000 Bible related apps That And here's the stat Which is why I think This is why I say There's pros and cons To the technology Because there's nearly 2 billion smartphone users And this That's probably I mean I'm sure That number's even higher Because I think This is from 2020 yeah. Uh, or 2021. Um, so there's two billion smartphone users um, around the world, and so having something like Bible apps or the Bi- or Bible Gateway or things like that makes God's Word available, which yeah. is unbelievable.
1: As good as Bible Gateway <laughs> and the Bible app are, I'm mm-hmm. surprised they're just not the only two.
0: Well, I think they just mentioned. Yeah, but it.
1: but like there being a thousand apps.
0: Right, you know, that's, yeah, there's got some. That's a yeah. that's a lot. Because I mean, we all know U version is the most used, or
1: it's one of the most yeah. used apps in the world. In the
0: world, not just not Bible just Bible app, app just is app, right?
1: And then Bible Gateway is like I I don't think I can't think of a better website that has tra- so many free to use translations on the web.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Like. Bible Gateway if Bible Gateway and you version don't have it I don't need it.
0: I know, right? That that's that's very true. So this is a little bit outdated, but I would say the numbers increased since then, but uh, the American Bible Society did a study in 2015 uh, called The State of the Bible and they found that 50% of Americans read the Bible online. So their Bible reading is happening online and um I mean, and with that means like scriptures being shared in these mass numbers, you know, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these social media, you know, sites, uh, sites, social media sites. I'm an old person. Um, But while these, here's the thing, the, while these statistics are really encouraging, there is something, I would say there's something missing um, through like the mass digitization and distribution of scripture um, through these online things, and and because you're not necessarily having Bible engagement, you're just reading, you know, a, a particular verse. Um, and I think engagement in the Bible is crucial to Bible literacy. Can you be engaged with online Bible? Yes, you can. Um, but I I don't know. It's a it's a brain thing, maybe, Josh. It's a habit thing where, and maybe it's an age thing.
1: Well. I would Where maybe
0: when you hold the paper version that the the to tendency to read more is to me is there and maybe that's something like with with Mallory that's like not even a thing.
1: I don't I don't have a preference over digital or hard copy mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. what I read or even for the Bible.
0: I, uh, I my suppose. my preference is online. My yeah. preference is digital.
1: Yeah. Like I don't if you hand me a book Mm-hmm. I'll I read a book, but yes. it's easier for me to set it down and then move away from doing other things, as opposed mm-hmm. to when it's on my device. Yeah, I I can get to it quick, mm-hmm. quicker. Well,
0: and and that's here's the here's the strange dichotomy. Here is when you talk about the Bible, my preference is digital. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about reading a novel, I want the actual book in my hand. I don't want the the
1: well novel is an audio or
0: whatever. Well, right, but um which I also will do that, you yeah. know. So, I think there's that that pros the pros and cons to it, but it all comes back to um whether it's digital or not, uh are we biblically literate? Yeah. I would say and can we be better?
1: I would say it comes more at technology is a crutch. Yes. That oh, definitely. That, that we use mm-hmm. to support our Lazy mindset and lazy spiritual growth, mm-hmm. and I think, yep. and I think, if we address that situation, then technology is the reason that it's growing.
0: Yes, I love technology. Well, I am the media but pastor, not as much as you. You see, but name the movie.
1: Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. All right, just checking. I hate that movie. <laughs> um, but I mean, technology is either good, it's either going to be bad or good. Like, it, it's <laughs> like, anything, right? yeah. like it's just technology,
0: like anything, right?
1: Like it's just technology.
0: Right. Whatever
1: we do with it makes it bad or good,
0: which is true of anything.
1: Yes. So if we have the right mindset and the right spiritual outlook on on uh-huh. on the technology and the way we use it, it's uh-huh. going to benefit us, right? But if but if we use it to just get by, mm-hmm. of course it's gonna it's gonna like cause any- us to stumble mm-hmm. like anything mm-hmm. else. And I think saying technology is the reason is is using it as a scapegoat to Mm -hmm. address the bigger problem when it does accentuate when the problem when technology is being used by the problem to accentuate it
0: yeah yeah well and i think i think that's a really good point um with that you know i think just asking a question like are we more prone to Share a scripture that someone else shared and we liked it, so that's it. And we're like, Okay, I read the Bible, or are we like engaging in the scripture? I yes. think that comes down to a personal, like, yes, you know, um, we have shorter attention spans, yes, um, so therefore we just want to read less, um,
1: but that only like, yeah. the short attention span is only to things you don't actively care <laughs> about.
0: That is a very good. Point
1: you because you have the as long mm-hmm. as attention span as you need if you're passionate about it
0: you make time for the things you love and yeah. I think you you focus on the things you want to focus on it's right. the same same uh, concept there right you like, know when people are like ah, I don't really have time but we have time for other things exactly you make time oh I can't focus I you know I can't read this but Mallory I'll use her as an example because she didn't listen to this podcast <laughs> Drew is really adamant more so than me but I agree with him but he's kind of the one that takes the lead on this he's like mallory have you read a chapter you know whatever she's reading you know go read a chapter go read a chapter and she's like oh a chapter she'll end up coming like into the room like three times you know because she's just stalling yeah but give that girl her macbook and like she's working on a video uh, uh, some sort of animation or whatever three hours you won't hear from the girl because she's focused uh-huh. on that.
1: And she's passionate about right,
0: it. Right, right. And so, um, and that's that's true of, of all of us. One day she might listen to these podcasts and be like, Mom, you're like dogging me all the time. <laughs> like for yeah. 92 episodes, you've been throwing me under the bus. <laughs> so,
1: so what technology does, it allows us to get away from the stuff that we're not passionate about mm-hmm. to pivot to stuff that we are passionate about. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah most people would call the things that we actually think we're passionate about are trivial in in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I agree. Here's a question, though, and, and it kind of pushes back a little bit on what you're saying, but I, I, I'm in agreement with you on the scapegoat thing. Yeah. But before the technological boom, were Christians more biblically literate because they had in their hands the scriptures... And they engaged it more.
1: It it's it's hard to say. I would say, I would agree. I would agree with you. Yeah, but it's hard to say yes because also we have like churches changed so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. from just from the Mm nineties to the two thousands. I mean, we've gone from having three services a week. We'd have a Sunday morning, Sunday night. And a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And that was the norm across all denominations. Yeah, yep. own to, to the norm is one service a week.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know that those Sunday night and Wednesday nights were more teaching, teaching. Bible teaching. Exactly. Probably.
1: Yeah. I, it, the, from experience, my experience, yeah. it was when Sunday morning was preaching, Sunday night and Wednesday was teaching. Mm-hmm. And so it... <sighs> It's real easy to say it's real easy to bl- blame technology.
0: Right, right.
1: But so to say people were more biblical literate back before technology was in our mm-hmm. in the top, palm of our hands, yes, easily. Mm-hmm. But because there was also there was also a different mindset.
0: There was uh, it, here's another Just example. Just in my lifetime. Yes, a perfect example. Um and I said this to someone the other day. I was like streaming services
1: Oh, streaming, yeah, or
0: streaming, uh, you know, uh, Prime, Netflix, you know, HBO, whatever, Hulu, all those streaming has killed my reading b- books, my reading of novels. Yes, I used to read all the time. Now, seminary kind of put a quash on that a little bit, but I remember like when I, you know, even when I was in between classes or whatever, uh, it, you know semesters or whatever i would read more but as the streaming services became more and more i'm much more engaged in a oh i'm gonna find a, a really good like british series to watch you know and that's kind of replaced my sitting down with the book kind yeah. of a deal um, and so j- that's an example yeah. of the mindset that you talk about mm-hmm. um so it's not just boo technology you're horrible but it's like it's a it's the reality of the world we live in, and are we being intentional? Right, our literacy in whatever we want to be literate in yep. is in our own hands. Yep. And so, if we know, and and I would say that's true whether you're doing digital or paper or whatever. One hundred percent. Um, it's it's still in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to, I guess, kind of juxtapose this with kind of our our Western. American mentality with all this, because let's be honest, that's part of it, whether we notice it or not. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. We don't have another context with which to nah. to look at this. But I was I was doing a a little bit of reading last night about China and the church in China. Um, they have, um, an estimated hundred million Christians and this, that's, so you, that number's probably gone up a little bit too. Um, they're worshiping in what they would call like unregistered house churches, um, or in officially sanctioned congregations, but you really have to go through a lot. There's of, a lot of hoops. Yeah. So you have to be approved. Like, so, so technically, and I think it's in here. So there, and, and what a lot of people say is there is a hunger, There is a a biblical hunger, a a desire to know the scriptures, um, despite these kind of... They're like unspoken, like gray areas of restrictions. Like, isn't China
1: still considered like a closed country to Christianity? Well,
0: okay, so here's the deal. The People's Republic of China has never extended freedom of religion to its people. Instead, in their constitution... It speaks about how religious belief is, quote, a private matter, one of individual free choice for citizens, end quote. And so because the religious belief is private for them, the the Communist Party has been able to impose restrictions yeah. on the extent of public religious uh, expression. Okay. So they have a hold over public houses of worship like over churches. churches. Um, religious activities are limited to sanctioned locations and led by persons approved by the state. Um, and since the 1990s, this has been complicated even more so by the internet. Um,
1: oh yeah, you can't get hardly, like American websites are almost non-existent. Right. In China.
0: To, so in when as that was coming on the scene, the Chinese government created one of the most Sophisticated censorship systems in the world, and they call it the Great Firewall of China yeah. instead of the Great Wall of China. And, and it's known for blocking. It's probably more impressive, actually. Yeah, right. It's known for blocking access to major websites like google and facebook and twitter and wikipedia um it also censors domestic online activity from within mm-hmm. um and it swiftly removes content and takes down social media accounts of dissenting voices towards yep. the government um in in fact uh since 1987 i mean a lo- so so because of that i guess instead of saying in fact because of that uh, restriction on social media and now you know a lot of the people they have to kind of use a different VPN and then they can kind of work around it but you know they end up getting Busted. Re- not- yeah so it happens a lot um but here's what i think is interesting towards the end of 87 1987 so you know just on the you know beginning of the internet and everything mm-hmm. Yeah. so you know again this number has increased that there were like 68 million chinese bibles printed and shipped out And smuggled in yeah. uh, to churches across the country, mm-hmm. um, which you know that number has gone up. You know that, oh, yeah. that has increased. And so to coincide with the surge of actual, because if you can't have, if you don't have access to the version Bible app or Bible Gateway or just plain Google, mm-hmm. um, so guess what you're doing if you're a believer in China? You're reading your Bible. You're reading your Bible and
1: smuggled in Bibles, correct?
0: Yes, and again, I don't think it's like down to when you get down to the nitty gritty. It's not illegal to own a Bible.
1: No, but like, but I like, don't...
0: there's not going to be a Christian bookstore,
1: right? And so,
0: I... and there's not going to be the you know where you go online and order a Bible. So,
1: like, there's not a printer in or... China that I, prints. I, I the don't Bible. Know.
0: I don't know about that, but if it is, yeah, um, actually. I was reading this, but I don't have it in my notes. They've actually done some Chinese versions of the Bible where they have um, made changes to the scriptures and made it much more uh, state-approved. Um, John the approved. Communist. Yeah, right. Um, and, and taken out a lot of that things that... <laughs> John the Communist. Yeah. Come here, comrades, and I will... I don't know what. Um, so there's... Um, <laughs> One of the things that that uh anyone could find and read is that um the literacy of Christians in China in their house churches, especially the house churches, because those are not the sanctioned ones, right? Right. Um, is is it's high. Mm-hmm. Their literacy is high. Their understanding and then just I mean, let's be real, like just the fact that there is a there's some form of a restriction on them. That they're 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 bought in. Yeah, they're they're bought into this. They're they're not taking this lightly. This isn't just a side thing. Like if they're a committed believer, they really are a committed believer. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, people are gonna keep an eye on you if you're if you're hosting a house church. <laughs> you know, the party knows who you are and what you're up to. So there's like a commitment mm-hmm. um, in that regard. So um
1: and. My and this is all stories from like having missionaries come into mm-hmm. the church and stuff like this, but we'd always have a missionary from China come wow. and speak to the church, and they would talk about now how, would they
0: be a Chinese person or, no, or someone who was sent to
1: white person going to China mm-hmm. um American going to China,
0: the great white hope, yeah, you know yeah,
1: so what they would if they weren't. Willing to smuggle Bibles in, mm-hmm. they would memorize their entire year wow. of preaching, and then they would go write it out for everyone at the in their wow. home churches. Wow! And then they would tell them to memorize it, <laughs> and then take them up before they left so they didn't get busted with scriptures.
0: Mm. Wow! Yeah, so, and I think that so it's
1: almost like a they have they have the need mm-hmm. for bu- biblical literacy.
0: Right. And well, we don't because we and the reason Because I, it's
1: so available and free to right. us. Right.
0: And that's the point the reason I brought up China cuz I was like okay let's think of a communist country that has this problem and it's like because there is a restriction because of their lack of online, you know, digital content um then they you know old school <laughs> they yeah. have the bibles. And I just think that Again, not saying boo technology because I use it. Um, here's something that I I mentioned in uh, my community group on Sunday night. So it's a brand new group. Um, we are parents of middle schoolers, and, and so we meet on Sunday while um, salt our middle school and stir our high school groups are right. meeting. And so we are about to. Um, do a, a book study along with, you know, what we, we do regularly, and it's called Parenting Middle Schoolers. Oh wow, it's a good Great. name. Yeah, yeah. But one of the chapters is about um, uh, the digital world and how do we help our kids navigate through that? Which is not just about Bible literacy; it's just mm-hmm. about what in the world they're seeing. Yeah. So we were having this conversation about, um, and, and let me tie this in. So, uh, if you're a middle school student and you don't have and you don't get a text message from the church, uh, text uh, salt to ninety four thousand. Yes, nine four zero zero zero, and uh, you'll be added to the list. So, like at maybe four o'clock on Sunday, a text went out and it's like, "Hey, students, can't wait to see you tonight. Bring your Bible. Just three words at the end of the text. Some students get it, and then for the students that don't, and parents, and then the student does and the parent does. I was blown away at the number. There was like 40 middle school students here, and almost all but like three or four had a Bible with them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. So I'm glad they sent that text out. So we were having that conversation, right? Our parent, my community group. Uh-huh. And I am I promise I'll get to a point. <laughs> um, and I was saying how, you know, I... I've already told you, I, I love the, my digital access to different versions, uh, different trend, you know, all these things, word studies, all that. It just makes, um, especially message prep, so much easier for me. But if I'm sitting there on my iPad reading scripture, and this was talking more about, like, um, I guess the example we set for our children, mm. is when Mallory walks in the room, walks in, like, the study that I that I'm in um she doesn't know if I'm on Facebook or if I'm playing some rando game or if I'm working on my message or if I'm just reading the Bible yep she doesn't know um and so what example does it set that's where our conversation went on Sunday night was as parents is that something that we need to be aware of and cognizant of to go yeah I should Maybe I should do my my devotion reading or you know just have my Bible so that that's something that she sees over and over and over again, mm. you know yeah and and I don't know you know does that make Mallory automatically like a better christian no um but i i I don't know i think I think for her to see me or drew engage in the Bible and know that that's what it is, you know mm-hmm. um I think is a is a very important witness. Yeah. Um, to her.
1: And I I think there's nothing better than looking at a well-used Bible.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know, because, like, yeah. the the hours of prayer and the mm-hmm. hours of study and the hours of...
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh, and the tears
1: <laughs> and the anger mm-hmm. and the sadness yeah. yep. and the happiness that all went into that that you mm-hmm. can literally pick up. and And I don't know about you, but, like, you you look at like your grandparents Bible or something oh, like that and you, yeah. and, and you see that and you just go
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it does like it, it mm-hmm. has a spiritual connection to that book yeah. that you won't have with, Oh, this is, this is my mom's version of you version. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I have
0: my great grandfather, James, um, his Bible. He was a, was he King? He was a preacher. No, <laughs> no, he was a Baptist in Arkansas <laughs> uh but I have his his Bible and that's like so cool. Yeah. To see his notes and the margins and all those things.
1: And and for me that is the the stamp of that a tactile Bible mm-hmm. is better than a digital because it show I don't want to say a legacy thing. hmm But it it almost like yes, the the stuff mm-hmm. in here is important to me, and you can see it.
0: Hebrews talks about a great cloud of witnesses. Yeah. You know, and it's like those people are, it's, they've gone before us. Yeah. You know, they've walked the faith, and they are, you know, I I think you're right. I I, I really do.
1: I think the impact of the words that God has uh, breathed into the Bible is Mm. the same print or digital.
0: Yes, the Holy Spirit is not restricted by that whatsoever,
1: but the impact it has on us mm-hmm. is so much more visible mm-hmm. in a print than yeah. a digital yeah and, I, and I, to me, that is the big defining factor uh-huh' Because you can do just as intensive study on your iPad or your yes, phone or and whatever, I have. and everybody can mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. but to go you'll once you finish a study
0: mm-hmm.
1: digital you'll never find
0: yeah what
1: what you did there yeah. But on a tactile Bible, you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is what makes the tactile Bible worth having and keeping important.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I agree. And, you know, I have like kind of in my mind, I'm like, okay, Shannon, remember, like, bring your Bible on Sunday (laughs) to read the scripture that I'm going to read, you know, like. And, and the, in a way, I'm like, that's kind of sad that the, the pastor has to tell herself to bring the Bible. But then I'm like, but is it like... But you're,
1: br- you're bringing the... I am. The, you, I am. Ha- I have and, it. I just... And I, I do want to get away from that stigma that... Yes. Like, thank
0: you. Cause because I was beating myself up a little because bit. Because
1: having an iPad and, and a phone with a Bible on it is just as as having a Bible. Yes. It, it You uh-huh. have the Bible. Yeah. And it is the exact same words mm-hmm. that is in that tactile Bible. Yeah. So... I don't, like, I'm not a fan of beating people up because they choose to use a digital right. Bible. Mm-hmm. But for me, uh, using a tactile study Bible would, is probably the way to go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's like we, we say every Sunday, but then I wonder, like, is this, are but, people like, Shannon, you're a hypocrite. But I'll say, we're going to be in, you know, Matthew 22 this week, and if you don't have your Bibles with you, that's okay, it'll be up on the screen. Yeah. Like, and then people are probably like, well, you don't have your Bible with you, so.
1: No, but you do. It's right I, here.
0: Oh, see there you go yeah i
1: mean you do have your bible yeah yeah and and honestly even if you use your uh tactile bible for Mm -hmm. study Mm -hmm. but what would you use for like in-depth sermon preparation and stuff like that i'm digital you're digital
0: i'm I'm so digital
1: and there's nothing wrong with that
0: it's just how i've developed it you know and and i know for like people that are older than me and maybe even younger or peers, you know, are like, no, I've learned it this way. Um, you know, I've learned it to to have the the Bible in my hands and the, you know, the yellow legal pad out, you know, to write notes on, which is, but I've just, I'm digital.
1: I mean, and it's not, it's not about the mode. It's about the intentionality.
0: Right. Right.
1: And, and that's the important thing to me is like, if, if you're pouring into a digital Bible and Fantastic. If you're mm-hmm. pouring into a te- tactile Bible, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you're pouring into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can have a, a just a, a Bible in your hand and still only do what you do with a digital <laughs> it Bible. It and, just collects dust. It just collects dust. And then you pick it up and you realize it was stuck to the table.
0: You turn to the stuff that's already highlighted and you don't do any more extra Or you extra open reading. it.
1: Or, <laughs> or it's a dusty Bible that when you open it, it looks brand new.
0: Ooh, Okay. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So I think we've concluded that um, technology, like a lot of other things, can keep us from being biblically literate, but it's not the end-all-be-all reason why... Statistics show that Americans are not as biblically literate as they used to be.
1: No, there is a much bigger issue.
0: Because I think an interesting stat would be okay, we might not be as biblically literate, but are we engaging scripture more? And I would say that number has to go up because just because of technology. Yes. Um, and so the, I think that's when you get into the issue of context and understanding, you know, the the hermeneutics, understanding like, you know, what all encompasses this, what's the history of it, what's the story, what's the context. Um, that's, for me, again, can you do that digitally? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you ask me the question, what do I do? Um, if I'm just going to sit down and read the Bible, just for, just for me, just because I want to read it, um, I'm going to lean towards a, an actual Bible, like paper Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm doing work, if I'm doing prep, uh, if I'm doing study beyond like for something, I'm, I'm digital. Yeah. So that's kind of how, that's just where I am. So, so I guess if you're wanting to take something away from this listener, um, maybe the challenge just boils down to, are you biblically literate? Could you be better? Could you engage scripture more in whatever way that is? And my answer is, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about yours, Josh? <laughs> I'm
1: I'm not as biblically literate as I should be. I've mm-hmm. been more biblically literate mm-hmm. and I need to work on it. Mm. And our kids, if we're listening to them, will push us to where we should become more biblically literate.
0: Oof, yeah. Because
1: they're asking they're questions. They're asking questions. Mm-hmm. And Adeline's asking some questions. Don't right now. brush those questions off. Do not. You need to go find the answer. <laughs> yeah. And and read them.
0: I don't know what all the questions are, but I do know that that Kara said recently. She's like, Adeline's been asking some questions.
1: Yeah. So we. So and
0: I'm like, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So she was asking the question. It's funny because she asked a question that she wasn't there for, but Justin actually answered in stir. <laughs>
0: You were like, "I'm gonna write this down, and yeah. I'll tell
1: everybody." So, like, uh, Justin was talking about how the devil mm-hmm. w- was an angel, and God made the devil. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "So if God made everything, who made the devil?" Yeah, and I'm like, actually, yep. Yep. God made the devil, mm-hmm. and he used to be the most beautiful angel. And I had to go, I had to go read the stuff that Justin was talking about in his message, yeah, yeah. to make sure I had my stuff right. Right, and then we went through and read, uh, be- because. I'm also going through, you know, our kids pastor, uh, Kristen, was talking about how kids, the biblical literacy, literacy of our kids is, is.
0: Because their parents don't have it. If yep. They don't have it. They don't know so, the stories.
1: Like she would ask a question about right. Jonah and like. Who? Who? So the first story we read was Jonah because she brought that uh-huh. up. But, I, you know, my parent, I have all these. Adeline has most of my books as a kid in mm-hmm. her room. And then there's these Bible story books, and we're going through like we did Jonah. We've done, oh, cool. we've done Noah and Moses, and now we're doing um, Nebuchadnezzar. No, stoning of <laughs> Stephen. No, that's not in there. <laughs> uh, but like we did Adam and Eve, and mm-hmm. then we talked about how God created everything, and. And it's not like I'm going to... I'm not pulling out a Bible and showing her Genesis 1-1 because that's too overwhelming. Uh-huh. But biblical literacy starts at just teaching them the stories.
0: Well, sure. And, and it, that's how it was. It was a spoken... Yeah. It but, was a spoken um, gospel, if you will. uh uh-huh. um, That was the tradition. It was an oral tradition. Yep. So...
1: But then through also through going through these stories with her, mm-hmm. I'm going back to my Bible oh, yeah. and rereading these stories mm-hmm. and then bumping up my biblical literacy Mm -hmm. literacy about these because i don't want to when we get to these stories have a question that i that i should know the answer to
0: Mm -hmm. and i think you're you're in that stage of, of parenthood where that's happening i find with mallory we've moved past it now and and if she has those questions or she has these thoughts i'm not really hearing them yeah and so that's you know that's one of the reasons i love our community group because we're kind of in that all together in that place and Mm -hmm. and we're going okay how can we how can we parent our kids as believers through this stage of their life that's that's hard for a lot a lot of people yeah So, so well porch community thanks for hanging with us today um i hope that you learned about lawn care and uh, about uh, pickle popsicles, huh? pickle ball, yep. um, godparents, and maybe a little bit about being more biblically literate. So go find your Bible, crack it open, dust it off, and... Or power it up. <laughs> or power it up. And jump in there and start reading. So uh, thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you Sunday, and we'll talk to you soon. See you, Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours
1: of your week.